Hi everyone, my name is Alex Salinas Nakanishi. I'm an English professor at Kapiolani Community College in Honolulu, Hawaii. We want to thank you for listening to our project, uh, which we have playfully called Get Caught Up in the Drama. And we're calling this a diversity fellowship. Uh, and it was made possible by a grant from the University of Hawaii System SEED program, which stands for Student Equity, Excellence and Diversity. Uh, why get caught up in the drama? Well, this uh, funding has allowed us to take students to plays during the 2019-20 academic year and engage them in conversations about the community based on this immersion in the arts. In this first installment, uh, this introduction to the project, uh, we want to tell you what we did a little bit more specifically and why we did it. And if you keep listening, we hope that you do. You'll hear the students getting caught, caught up in the drama, and that means discussing the plays that they watched and what they learned from them and how they related the plays to our everyday lives here in Honolulu. Uh, and we hope that the students who participated in this did it not just as an assignment, for which it was for many students. It was a community engagement project for a class that they were taking. And we hope that they did it for more than just the fun. And we think it was fun. It was, it's been quite a fun experience so far. Uh, but we're also hoping that uh, many students did it out of a desire to, to offer service. Um, the, the, the idea behind this project is, is asking students to do the, the hard work of reflection about what it means to be a community as a way of giving something back to the, to the community. Uh, so we're now actually at the midway point of this project. I'm talking to you from the middle of our winter break. So just so you know, you'll be hearing some bits and pieces of experiences that we've already had uh, midway through, through the project. Uh, so our partner for the Get Caught Up in the Drama Diversity Fellowship is really an ideal one. It's Kumukahua Theater, uh, which was founded in 1971. It's one of our great local theaters here in Honolulu um, in the downtown area. And I think it holds a pivotal position in the community, not just geographically down there uh, downtown, but also artistically. Um, as the website says for Kumukahua, they, they aim to showcase plays about life in Hawaii by player, playwrights from Hawaii for the people of Hawaii. And one of the treats for this whole, uh, of this whole process for me has been learning from Harry Wong III, who is Kumukahua's artistic director, and he actually directs many of the plays at Kuhu and um, also uh, takes on many other important creative roles. And what we were able to do with the project is after each play, Harry came in to conduct a workshop about a wide range of topics uh, from writing acting, and just all kinds of issues related to the, the craft of theater production. So here's Harry talking about the importance of theater and speaking to the importance of stories in general. And not surprisingly, we found uh, Harry to be, have found him to be just a wonderful theatrical and entertaining presenter, a great outside the box kind of thinker, helping us look at things in, in very different ways. And in his explanation, I think he has a, a, a funny approach to speaking to his uh, audience of mostly millennials about theater and referencing their connection to technology, but also poking fun at his own disconnection from that technology as, a, as an old school guy. You can go on your phone and you can watch a movie or you can go like on YouTube or you can... Or you can stay at home and you can put in a. Is it? Do they? Do people still watch 
movies on this thing that they put in the machine and like beta beta tape or VHS or like they they order a movie on cable do they still do that I have no idea and then so it's like individualized and you're alone but then theater you have to leave your home and you have to go to a place and you have to sit next to people you don't know and to people you know and so then in the I for me what I would like as a theater is that the people who who you know like let's suppose you go with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or your wife or your friend when you watch the play something about watching a play makes you realize that the person you thought you knew you may not know and so then the person who you've been close to you become strangers again and then all the people you don't know through that shared experience you get to know them a little and so then the strangers become a community the other crucial collaborator is bill spradlin who's an english teacher at kaimoki high school which is about a five minute drive from our campus at kapiolani and it's one of our feeder high schools uh, a place that our campus has tried to collaborate with in many ways uh, since the well-being of our students and our neighborhoods are completely interrelated uh, I kind of see us as sibling schools, um, and the main participants in this project were a group of my students from Kapiolani and a group of Mr. Spradlin's students from Kaimuki. So we talk about diversity in this fellowship, but we also embody all kinds of diversity, including, for example, uh, high school compared to college, which usually means younger uh, compared to older folks, and that often results in different perspectives, of course. Uh, so Bill runs the AVID program at Kaimuki, which is a college readiness elective that stands for Advancement via Individual Determination. Uh, and Mr. Spradlin and I have been setting up mentorship opportunities uh, for about two years, bringing in Kapiolani students to help st um, uh, his Kaimuki students with their homework during the AVID class. But also we hope uh, to serve as role models. Uh, I think it's important that we, we both believe that it's important to bring in college students uh, as role models uh, who can serve as examples to these high school students who are aspiring uh, to go to college. So here's Mr. Spradlin introducing himself to you and saying a little bit more about what he and his students hope to accomplish in AVID and what he thinks about working on the Diversity Fellowship so far. First and foremost, AVID is an acronym. It stands for Advancement via Individual Determination. It's really a college readiness program, and it's designed for students in the middle. And when I say the middle, I mean 2.0 to 3.5 GPA. It's not for the, well, it could be for the best and brightest, but that's not the target group. The target group is those kids in the middle who don't have other programs. You know, there's programs for at-risk kids. There's programs for, like, AP and stuff for the top kids. But there hasn't been anything for the kids in the middle. So that's... That's where we focus on kids in the middle and try to help them build the skills they need to be um, not just college eligible, but college ready. And so for me, I, I like projects like this and I like these informal mentorships that we've kind of um, brought to Kamiki High School because it, it addresses those internal things that people take and need in college. Um, so in the AVID class, we work on writing, inquiry, collaboration, organization, and reading. And, you know, in a lot of ways, those things came out in our fellowship. You know, the kids were collaborating, they were 
they were not only thinking about different stories, but they were writing about them. You know, they've produced their their own podcasts and all this stuff. So, you know, it, it not only related to the curriculum, but also the philosophy of collaboration and helping each other um, as they do that. We started the semester with four Kapiolani students and four Kaimuki students. And as we watched the plays together, we went through a cycle of brainstorming, identifying issues that we were interested to discuss further, recording journal entries to keep track of our thinking, and eventually plotting out conversations. Um, you can check out the images on, on the web website to take a peek into, into this process to get an idea of some of the things that we produced as we, as we worked on that. And so this work that we did is probably reinforcing some of the language skills that the students are working on in, in our classes, in both my, my classes and Mr. Spradlin's classes. Like, how do you pick out important main ideas instead of going all, all over the place? And um, as you create the text of a conversation which is coherent and makes sense and doesn't ramble um, and organize it in, in a way, then how do you pick out vivid examples to make your point so that you're not always talking about in general terms? Uh, the students tried to have natural conversations but also thought about them as texts that they were creating so that they were interesting and well-organized. Um, so those were things that we were learning in our classes anyway, but we also all faced a steep learning curve, something that we were all doing for the first time, which is figuring out how to make these podcasts, figuring out how to work uh, this recording equipment, uh, and just get a little bit more comfortable putting ourselves out there, uh, having our voices heard publicly. I think a lot of the clumsiness you might hear uh, in these podcasts is is me figuring out how to stitch this stuff together, uh, me figuring out the technology. But I think you'll also hear, and it's, it'll be interesting to hear, all of us just working to get the nerves out as we go along. And that's also, I think, a really important skill to work on while while we're in college, just to have the confidence to develop original ideas and to to share them and to not be afraid of being wrong uh, and to not be afraid of engaging in debate and exploring things together uh, to make discoveries. Uh, honestly, it's been um, a difficult process uh, to make these podcasts, but it's also been a whole lot of fun. Hi. All right. Hello. Test. Test. Do it, try it a little louder. Oh. Test. T test. All right, it's really easy now. It's recording, right? And as you're, and, and the goal is to just take one minute, right? One minute and, and say something that you learned today. Uh, this is part of how we share, right? Um, so I hope that you're willing to let people hear, you know, what what you're what you're getting out of this, right? So when I'm done, I click stop.
Oh god, did I break it? No, 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 it didn't break. It didn't break. Oh no, okay. No, it didn't break. I pop okay. it off all the time. Okay. Don't worry. So, um, okay, as I grow up, since this is the first episode, we thought it might be appropriate to go back to the first day for a moment, the very first day that we met to set up the goals of the project. And we asked students to share at that point what they hope to gain from this experience. Um, and I think they captured the what and the why of what we're doing very well. I don't think that neither Bill or I could have expressed the goals of the project any better. Hi, my name is Maisie. And something that I would like to get from these, uh, this fellowship would be um, productive discussions on, well, the plays and whatever topics that come up during our discussions. Hi, my name is Noel. This is day one. I'm interested in hearing about these new plays and I want to watch them. And I also want to see how they express the emotions through the story and the different problems that the characters try to face in each play. My name is Dana, this is day one. The thing I would like to get from this experience is to be able to understand more about the Hawaiian cultural plays and what goes on in the theater world. Hi, my name is Kimmy. Today is day one. Um, the plays that we're gonna watch is going to be based on the Hawaiian cultures and also conflicts and problems of Hawaiian people and reading just a little bit of the script today I feel like I want to continue know, learning about what this play is about because it is quite interesting how there's so many problems in um, Hawaiian cultures that we do not know about. In all those responses, I think you hear just a little bit of the magic of what art is all about. That tingle that you get when you experience great art and you realize that it's saying something profound about humanity and the human condition. But at the same time, it's just saying something normal about your life, something really specific and really relevant to your own everyday humdrum kind of kind of life. Uh, but there's that, that shock of recognition that I think is amazing, uh, where you say, yeah, that's, that's my life. And you also say, that's life. That's life in general. That's all our lives. So here's Harry Wong one more time saying how some of this might work uh, in, in theater. There was this writer, his name was Samuel Johnson, and uh, he wrote this thing called Preface to Shakespeare. He was like, the, he's still almost the major Shakespeare critic. And he writes this thing, it's, um, nothing can please many or please long, but just representations of general nature. Particular manners can be known to few, and therefore only few can judge how nearly they are copied. 
And then so then the theater that Kumukuhua, that that's what we do, you know, like that we we try to find particular manners, yeah. Except except the theatrical tradition is the best plays deal with general nature, yeah. Um, and so then there's always a tension between between the like this writer Kiki Kiki Rivera. Uh, is is her play universal or is it specific to a group of people? And then, um, I mean, the hope before you can be universal, you have to be particular, you know, because the Greeks they wrote about Greek stories. Ibsen wrote about Swedish story, Norwegian stories, and Shakespeare wrote about England, you know, even when he was writing about Rome. And uh, and so then it's does this writer is this writer able to speak to more than just the people who recognize the characteristics of a certain group? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that that's the kind of thing that only the test of history, I guess, can decide. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you keep listening. Hope you check out some of the other episodes and enjoy the conversations we're trying to have. Uh, We hope that you get interested in having your own conversations, no matter what community you might live in, and that maybe you get interested in checking out a play or two. If you live in Honolulu or visit sometime, definitely come by Kumakahua Theater. You will not be disappointed. And here's one final thought from a student saying what she hopes uh, she gains from this project this semester. And... Uh, I think it is at the at the heart of everything that we're trying to do uh, with this project and lots of our other uh, projects. Uh, so thank you again and talk to you soon. Hi, my name is Jordan. Something that I want to get out of this is that I want to be able to help someone or connect with someone in whatever way that may be uh, because I feel like so many people have helped me and I'm so blessed um, and fortunate with everything that I have in my life and I would like to give back to my community now that I am a part of this community and living like four minutes away um i feel like i want to help an impact in some way that is not just helping myself